This is the Parenting ADHD Podcast with Penny Williams. Each week, Penny shares proven ADHD parenting strategies and her hard-won ADHD mama wisdom. This is not your physician's podcast. Penny discusses the genuine grit of the moment-by-moment peaks and valleys of this special parenthood. She'll lift you up and empower you to help your child and your family thrive. It's time to beat the chaos and challenges of raising a child with ADHD. Here's your host, Penny Williams. Welcome to this next episode of the Parenting ADHD Podcast. I'm excited today to talk to you about how to stop battling with your child. Now, I always try to avoid any selling or anything like that here on the podcast. I want this to be a community resource for parents, you know, a free resource of strategies and tools and information and community and support. Um, But I am really excited about this new program that I've put together for parents called Stop Battling Your Child and Create Calm in Eight Weeks. And I'm so excited about it because it's a culmination of everything that I've gone through in the last 10 years with my own son. It's a culmination of all of that obsession and research and networking and learning from other parents and learning from professionals and just all of these things that I'm now able to stand where I am today in so much better place than where we started on this journey and be able to look back and say, okay, you know, there were some things that I did that were super helpful and fantastic. And if I teach other people how to do these things, then they cannot battle with their kids so much. They can have a more calm household and family. You know, we can help you to get beyond the chaos, the frustration, the overwhelm, the just daily battles. You know, I, in our closed Facebook group, um, we have oh, over 2,000 parents now, I'm sure. And I polled everyone not too long ago. And I said, you know, what is your biggest parenting challenge right now? If you had to pick one thing as it relates to raising a, a child with ADHD or high-functioning autism, you know, what is that one thing that you really want to change or improve or the one thing that drives you crazy? And and most often, I kept hearing parents say, I'm so sick of always battling with my child. I feel like I'm constantly every day, all day battling with my child. And that was a light bulb for me because I thought, wow, you know, I spent years in that place too. I also constantly felt like I was battling with my child. Why couldn't things be easier? Why couldn't he just fill in the blank? You know, I had this constant stream you know, this running ticker in my conscience that was, why can't he just blank? Why can't he just this? Why can't he just that? You know, and, and the reason that I was struggling with that was because I didn't yet have the recognition that, um, you know, he wasn't choosing 
his behavior. He wasn't choosing to battle with me. Yes, I understood that he has ADHD. Yes, I understood that he has autism. Yes, I understood that, you know, he struggled with dysregulation emotionally, impulsivity, you know, being stuck on things and in places at times. I knew all of that cognitively, but what I hadn't yet come to terms with was that my son's behavior 95% of the time was not his choice. And it was not any more fun for him than it was for me. You know, when we get into battles with each other, he's not enjoying it. He is not writhing his hands and smiling and saying, ha ha, I made you crazy. Ha ha, I made you blow. You know, that is not what our kids are doing. Our kids' brains are wired differently. They have an atypical journey through life, through family, through school, through home, through everything. It is different for them. And when we have this enormous aha, but also we're accepting what that means, it makes for a huge shift. It shifts everything to much more improvement, less battles, more calm, more moments and opportunities for wins and for joys, more confidence in your own parenting. You know, we we start out on this journey and we're struggling so much and we can't figure out why if, you know, if we were doing the right things, if we were a good parent, then our kid would, quote, behave, or our kid would be a, quote, good kid. You know, this is what we're programmed to believe. And when we live in that space of feeling like we must be doing something wrong, and when we're internalizing our children's symptoms of a neurological disorder, you know, that is so detrimental to our own mental health. But it's also something that, you know, reverberates back to our kids. And You know, those emotions that we have when we feel like we just can't get our kid to do this thing that they need to do, or we must have done something wrong because our kid can't succeed at school, we must be missing something. This puts us in this mental and emotional space that is detrimental to our children. I want to say that again. Even if you're not openly frustrated, openly freaking out about your parenting. You are in an emotional space that your child is absorbing. You're still having that same impact. You are perpetuating all of this behavior that you desperately want to improve. You want to stop. You want to change. And it was, you know, during this work that I did on my own mindset, my own positivity and optimism and hopefulness a couple of years ago that set me on this path to recognize that we really are in control of our experience in life as a parent of a neuroatypical child 
and our child's experience in their own life with their atypical brain. Your thoughts and approach are monumental. And I've talked about this before, maybe on the podcast, maybe in some video trainings. Um, You can choose to either be a victim or a survivor. And when you choose to be a survivor, you have, that is the one thing right now today you can do is mentally choose to be a survivor that will greatly improve life with your parenting and your child automatically. Easy peasy. Does it change everything? Absolutely not. Because if it was that easy, you wouldn't have, you know, therapists and medications and all of these other things, you know, people like me who are trying to help you with your parenting to improve um, your family life. But that is one thing that is easier said than done, I will admit, certainly takes practice, but that is what gets you on the right path to going forward to improvement, huge sweeping improvement. So in this program that I'm talking about today, the Stop Battling with Your Child and Create Calm in Eight Weeks program, I'm walking you through all of the steps and the tools and strategies and techniques and mindset that you need to, in order to be able to reduce these constant battles with your child. And let me just say right now that you, the parent, are the one who needs to change. Our kids do not need to change. They are who they are. And that's where we get stuck. We get stuck in this place where we have to change our kids. We have to fix it. Our kids' behavior is inappropriate. We must change our child to have appropriate behavior. We can't change our child's brains. We can't do it. They are who they are. What we have to do in order to succeed in this special brand of parenthood, but also in order to help our children succeed and find fulfillment in life, is to change what we are doing. And I I can just envision many of you nodding your heads right now when I say that we get stuck in this space of doing the same things over and over, even though we are not getting any results. We just keep at it. We say, okay, well, traditional parenting is what I taught, and traditional parenting is the American way. So, crime and punishment it is for my parent for my child, and so you know, oh, he broke a rule. I'm taking away his electronics for the week, whatever it might be. You break a rule, you get punished. And then next week, he gets his electronics back. He's so super thankful. He's so sorry that thing happened. And, you know, a few days later, where are you? That same behavior happened again. You're punishing again. Oh, you're grounded another week without electronics. And you just perpetuate the cycle that doesn't work because crime and punishment parenting doesn't work for our kids. And truthfully, it is not the way for any child on this planet. And I could go on for days ranting about that fact. But we are talking about kids with ADHD and potentially high-functioning autism here. Crime and punishment parenting is not the way. 
If that is what you're doing, you are going to be forever frustrated until you make a change. So again, here we are. We, the parent, are the ones who need to change. And then that begs the question, what changes am I supposed to make? And that's what the program walks you through step by step, takes you through making those changes, but also takes you through the work that you have to do in order to um, tailor what you're doing to the child that you have. Your child with ADHD, I promise you, is vastly different than my child with ADHD. And so if I just tell you everything that I do, everything that triggers my son, everything that works to help him regulate his emotions or get unstuck or to not battle with me, you know, a lot of that's not going to be true for your child. It's not going to work for your child. So this program, you know, 50% of it is helping you to determine those things about your individual child and then how to use that knowledge to then stop battling, to then have more successes, to then, you know, have more calm in your family. And the beauty of this program is that I've been able to boil down all of this stuff into an eight-week period. There is an online course. You will do a section a week, and we will have a group coaching call once a week as well. And we will work through the material and your needs specifically for your child. So you can come on the call and say, okay, this week I learned how to determine triggers for my child. And I think it's this, this, and this. What do you think? Do you think these are things I can address and improve behavior? Yes or no, you know, and you get not only the wisdom that I have fought very hard for over the years, but you also get this collective community of other parents who have been where you are, who have had similar experiences. You might have a young child in elementary school, they might have a child in high school, and they can tell you, oh, you know, that's going to get better as your child matures, and here's some things that you can help that along. You know, you're getting that super important community support as well with the program, but you are going to be making monumental improvements just by following these few steps and doing the work. Um, shifting your mindset, figuring out triggers, understanding how the brain works for your child, understanding what they can and can't do in the middle of a meltdown, understanding strategies that are going to help you to prevent some of those meltdowns, understanding what you can do for your child to help them better cope with their emotions, to help them communicate their emotions more appropriately, to help them regulate themselves, to build their awareness. Um, you know, we talk about behavior at school. Our kids aren't just battling with us at home. They're battling at school too. And I want to be very clear here because this just really stuck out to me as I said it. We're neither our child nor we are choosing to battle. Battling is what it feels like 
to us. And I assure you, it feels like that to your child as well. But your child's not going to school and battling his or her teacher. And your child's teacher is not consciously battling your child. The whole thing revolves around understanding who your child is, how to meet them where they are, and how to help them build the lagging skills and coping strategies to move forward to a place of thriving, of succeeding, of having opportunities for lots of wins, and to ultimately have a fulfilling life. So when I use the term battling, that is not um, a choice on the part of either party, parent or child, teacher or child. That's just what it feels like. You know, we feel like we're living this life of just battling all the time. And sometimes it feels like we're battling over every little thing. You know, when my son was much, much younger, we would battle over, you know, what cup he was going to drink his juice in. We would battle over what t-shirt he was going to wear that day. We would battle over everything because I didn't yet have the understanding and the tools and strategies to change my own parenting, my own approach, my own mindset in a way that neither one of us had those battles anymore. We understood each other. I mean, what happens when you battle with someone? Why are you battling? Well, very likely you either have a difference of opinion or you have a different viewpoint and you are trying to make sure that the other person knows, accepts, and understands that your opinion or viewpoint is the right one right? I mean, we can even take that into, you know, world dynamics. When we go to war, we're going to war. The U.S. might be invading another country um, to support the ideals that we think are right. And, you know, that, that emotional label is something we choose. And I know you're going to say, and I, and I learned this um, from another podcaster whose name is completely slipping my mind right now, Brooke Castillo. I learned this from an episode of Brooke Castillo's podcast. We choose how we think and feel about what happens, about everything. And she used the example of 9-11. And she said, you know, for all of us, it's horrific. We automatically, intuitively label that as a horrific, horrible thing. But there are human beings walking this planet who felt the exact opposite about what happened on 9-11 in our country. There are people in other places with different beliefs who think that that was a wonderful thing. Just sit with that for a second and then imagine, you know, ourselves as parents and our children on the other side. We think if we punish them, they're not going to want to do that behavior again because they don't want that punishment. We're not understanding that their brain works differently. We're not open to changing our mindset. We instead want to force it on our kids. 
And I know that right now some of you are getting irate listening to me. I can just feel it. I know that it's coming because, you know, you're not intending any of these things. And that's not at all what I'm saying. Of course, you don't intend to force your viewpoint on your child. Of course, you don't intend to use fear to make them do what you need or want them to do. You know, we always, when parenting are coming from a place of good intentions, of course we are. We want the best for our kids. But what I'm saying is happening is that we're taking this knowledge and ideals that we got from somewhere, from this broad generalization, and we're trying to paint our kids and our parenting and our family with that same paintbrush, and it doesn't work because our kids are different. They're not the same canvas. You know, the paint doesn't stick in the same way. It doesn't work to try to force that ideal of parenting and the ideal of, you know, the parent is the one in control. That just doesn't work for kids with ADHD, folks. It just doesn't. And I can promise you that if what you're doing right now isn't working, if you are still battling, if you are still frustrated, if you are still overwhelmed and exhausted, what you're doing right now is not working. It's not working. It's time to change. And yes, there are a million different um resources online. There are many, many coaches, therapists, professionals, you know, lots of people that you can work with to make change. And what I really want from this podcast episode is to inspire you to take the first step to make change. Now, I have a program that will help you. And I have this program that I love, that I'm super passionate about, obviously, that I know is going to help you because it's all the stuff that I did for my own family and that has worked for other families as well. But what I really want, I would love to work with you in the Stop Battling With Your Child program. Of course, I would love to work with every single one of you who is hearing my voice right now. But I know that's not possible. Um, You know, I'd love to change the world for every single one of our kids with ADHD and for every single one of us parents who struggle so much. I would love nothing more than to change all of that for all of us, and I can't. And so this is my way of doing what I can do. I can pull this together. I can offer it at the best price I possibly can put it out there and maintain it for, and I can help as many of you as are ready and willing and able, Um, and I want to do that. I want to see you in this program. Of course I want to, Um, but you know, again, what I really want from you listening to this podcast more than anything is just to hear that it's time for you to make a change. Stop expecting your child to change and start working on making change yourself. That is your first step toward improvement. And nothing else is going to change things as much. Nothing else is going to impact as thoroughly and as strongly as just 
recognizing that your child doesn't need to be changed. You need to make change and start making change. Think outside of the box. Start doing things differently. Try it. If it doesn't work, where are you? You're right back where you are today, knowing that you still need to make change. And that's what life is all about, really. You know, we try things, they don't work. We, we make adjustments and we try again. You know, what Olympic athlete got on the track and broke the world record the first time they ever ran? They didn't. They had to practice. They had to learn skills, learn different strategies, adjust what they were doing in order to improve. And that's what I want you to hear from me today. I want you to know that the ball is in your court as the parent. You have this child and they are wonderful. They are a wonderful human being who just needs your help and needs it in a different way than other kids need from their parents. So, you know, if you like the way I teach, if you've enjoyed the podcast episodes, if you've gotten, you know, good improvement out of the strategies and things that you've learned from me, I would love to work with you in the Stop Battling Your Child and Create Calm program. It's eight weeks of commitment and it will make a big difference for you and your family. Truly, it will. So I hope to see you over there. Visit parentingadhdandautism.com. Click on stop or end the battles. I'm sorry, parentingadhdandautism.com. Click on end the battles and you can get all the details about the program, how to apply for the program, how to sign up, what it entails, what sort of financial commitment you'd have to make. But I, I promise you, I'm offering it at the lowest financial commitment I possibly can and be able to still do the work and help the parents out there. So of course, feel free to reach out to me too. Send me an email, ask me questions um, about the program or about parenting in general. I really want to help you. I want to help your child. I think that every family of a kid with ADHD or autism can thrive. And I want to help many families get there as I possibly can. So jump to the website, read about the program, or get online and find some other information that will help you to make a change today so that you can eventually stop battling with your child. I'm telling you, you can thrive. It's totally possible. Reach out and get the help you need to make the changes that you need for everyone to thrive. And with that, that's the end of this episode. And I hope to see you on the next show. Thanks for listening to the Parenting ADHD Podcast. If you connected with this episode, please share it on social media. Be sure to visit parentingadhdandautism.com to join the conversation and take advantage of Penny's online courses and summits, retreats, parent coaching, and fantastic bonus content.